Hi, I'm Karen Pollard and welcome to the Challenger CEO podcast. This podcast is for all those big heart, big impact CEOs that are challenging the status quo, changing the narrative and making sure that we're not settling for less. I'm really excited actually, as you can probably tell from my face, um, I am joined by the amazing uh, Scott Harrison, who is the founder of the Six Pack Revolution. So without further ado, because I know Scott has a whole reel of titles and credentials and qualifications, um, but I will let Scott come and introduce himself. And first question for you, actually, Scott, is three words, Six Pack Revolution. What makes it different from anything else that's out there? Well, that's a good start, isn't it? Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, it's really nice to be here, although we've just pretty much done a podcast, didn't we? <laughs> Did not stop talking. Um, so what's different? So the six-pack revolution is actually very simple. It's not a fad. It's not a diet. I don't even like to call it a diet. That's something that people have hijacked that word, something you jump on and jump off as soon as possible. It's just how the human body mm. should be fed which is a balanced plate of food, balanced throughout the day with hydration. And when you do that, you balance the body, you balance its hormones, um, you, you, you build a machine that works at its optimum. When it works at its optimum, it burns fuel efficiently, which is fat, builds muscle mass, hair, skin, whites of eyes, teeth, nails, all more radiant. Um, and also, we also have a, like 100% success rate in chronic illness, either being cured or brought back to a more manageable level. Mm. And I'm talking... ME, MS, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, IBS, Crohn's, type 1, type 2, diabetes, sleep apnea, scoliosis, lipedema, um, and so on and so on. I could go on for hours. Yeah. Um, and it's not even, we eat lots more than most people usually before six-pack as well. It's not restrictive in the sense of you're not eating all the time or starving yourself like some of these um, other diets. Yeah. Um, we don't take out macros a whole group of macros we just eat normal wow. and the ironic thing is it's quicker and obviously more healthier than any other on the planet the other thing that's different is that the support we are with you live all day every day from before you start till after you finish ask a question it's answered in minutes and the most important thing is the results they're mm. not seen anywhere else on the planet mm. earth even close wow so I, I, I mean, I know it a little bit more intimately than somebody who'd be on here now because I'm currently doing the program myself. I am just coming to that halfway mark, which is really, really exciting. And everything that you're saying, you can see me nodding my head <laughs> because I can recognize so many changes in me personally. Um, interestingly enough, I had never heard of the Six Pack Revolution until a group of my business besties had told me about it. And I saw their physical transformations. So how do people get to know about the six-pack revolution? Because it feels a bit like Fight Club. You know about it, if you know about it, if you know what I mean. Well, it's grown so fast. I mean, we, we're like <clears throat> growing up to 50% a year. It, and that's mostly organically because the results are so out of this world. You know, we don't, it's not just a physical result either. The way it changes you mentally and emotionally as well, yeah. it far outweighs the physical and the physical is crazy. Mm. We change your relationship with food, with drink and with yourself. Mm. And that 
radiates off of everybody yeah. and therefore it kind of grows very fast. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, we are on every social media pretty much and I have tons of celebrities that do the programme. So I've been in every magazine, newspaper. Uh, I've been on Steph's Pack Lunch. We've been on Loose Women three times in two years. So you must have just been living under a rock or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> because um, every, every, it's been everywhere. Yeah. You know? And we, yeah. we, I was uh, just telling you that story that um, when the participants was in uh, Tesco's or I can't remember what supermarket it was and she was on the conveyor belt going at the till and uh, the, the person behind the till said, um, are you doing the six-pack revolution? <laughs> <laughs> she could just reckon all this healthy food that was coming through. <laughs> So, yeah, you must have just had your eyes closed. I must have, I must have. So what actually happened? I mean, do, do you get recognised uh, as the face of Six Pack Revolution? Yeah, that's, that's, this is quite yeah. funny because I get, I get, I got stopped. We, my, my wife and kids, my wife rolls her eyes, my kids love it. Okay. But I, I got stopped. We, where did we go? I think we went to a wedding in Ibiza and I got stopped on the way out and twice on the way back <laughs> um, just for like a selfie and stuff like this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's quite cool. It's quite nice. Yeah. To, it's quite nice to, and, and also, it's so much love when people see me. De- it's a, it's a different because I like thank me for changing their lives, which obviously they did it. I yeah. just gave them the the knowledge to do yeah. so. Where did that knowledge come from? How did you form? What makes you qualified and expertise to? Obviously, the success rate is fantastic, and it is a massive revolution. But where did that all come from? What, the knowledge? The knowledge to, okay, to create so, the programme, yeah. Okay, so first of all, if we're going back to 2015, this is kind of how it started, but I'll, the knowledge comes within that story, so I'll do a quick version, otherwise we will be here all day. <laughs> um, so in 2015, December, I was picking up the kids from school f- for the first time in ages, and I was watching the parents, and it was a cold day, um, but it was really apparent that they were bloated, poisoned, obese some couldn't even mm. walk properly they were they were waddling because they, they they were buckling under the weight and um like i i remember one one person was like this uh, the skin was quite bad and all this and very bloat and i was like oh, and all the little kids were running out to their role models and i was mm. like well that doesn't look good does it mm. and then i realized i was one of them mm. and i decided then i was going to get a six pack in 90 days that's where the names come from um i chose 90 days because that was at the time yeah. The, the known time to make yeah. a change. Yeah. Um, and I just started to blog it on Facebook. Mm. But, um, and then 37 people, 36 other people wanted to join me. And I said, well, if I'm doing this properly, mm. so no messing. And mm. I was quite strict and managed mm. to keep, a, I got about 19 to the finish line. And um, the results were like no one yeah. had ever seen them before. Yeah. And then in the, I pe- people kept saying, do another one, do another one. And then in the September, I, did another one and 120 joined that mm. one. Um, and then I realised I had something that was quite special. Yeah. Um, but I was studying um, a Dr. Barry Sears from America. This is where the first part of knowledge came from. He had a thing called the zone diet, which made a lot of sense to me. It was all about reducing diet-induced inflammation, um, cr- uh, balancing hormones, mm. creating a machine that worked, rather than just looking at a set of scales and mm. starving yourself mm. to make them look good. It was more about how about we make some a real powerful yeah. machine mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah. So it really worked for me. And then I just kept tweaking and tweaking. And Dr. Barry Sears might not like this, <laughs> but I think I've got it better. Oh. I've tweaked it now to the actual normal person. Yes. I've also reduced it down to 75 days 
and get better results now than we did 90, just through more knowledge, more studying. Yeah. I've got several diplomas in nutrition. My wife's a nutritionist that specialises in the application to physical activity. Mm. We've got a GP on the program, uh, on the team, uh, a doctor of biochemistry, a yeah. psychotherapist that's got more MSc and masters than you've ever seen the list. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And a doctor of chiropractic also has the highest level of qualification you can get in the world so i've got a great team behind me as well plus there's little old me that is is, uh uh, pretty good at what i do too absolutely and and yes and going from that second one which is 120 people we have tens of thousands Mm. now and we're currently got participants in 65 countries world all over the world so it's a global phenomenon it's huge yeah you likened it when I spoke with you recently to COVID. <laughs> so, the way, tell the way me it, about that. The way it spreads. Yeah. So it, when it touches you, you're infected with it and uh, you can't hide from it. That's, 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 what, yeah. that's what I meant. But a much, much nicer. <laughs> yeah. And, and much, much nicer analogy could have probably been said. <laughs> but I, I think we can, we can all associate with the pandemic considering we've literally just come out of it. So that's been something that's been on my mind a bit. And, and what I wanted to just chat with you about is obviously coming out of the pandemic, you've, there has been probably this, a pandemic of ill health and obesity and stress and trauma and everything else we've carried around with us. Plus, we've all been hidden um, from the, the neck down for a long time. And now of a sudden, the world's reopening, um, we're reconnecting, but we're heading into recession. And the feeling that I'm getting and the chats that I'm getting from people I work with and connect with is you've got to put yourself out there if you want to get ahead of what's happening economically out there. So my question to you, and tell me if you think you agree with this, is... Do you think your body's putting yourself in the way of your business? Is it preventing your business from being successful? Do you think there's a correlation? Do you agree with that statement? If you think about it this way, with a healthy body comes a healthy mind. With a healthy mind, you can think better, you can make better decisions, you can take and handle stress better, mm. um, and you're sharper. So just that alone, 100% would be much better for you. Secondly, um, you know, we've got neurons in our in our mind that are multifunctional and we have, they do lots of different things. There's like billions of them. Yeah. Um, so they, if we if we bang ourselves on the table, it will feel pain. Mm. But, that, but that, that also, that same neuron could maybe get us to think something else or help us to walk or help. So the mind and body is actually, actually connected scientifically. Mm. So if you keep, um, if you eat bad, what people don't even realise is they always think they come to six-pack originally because if I eat bad, uh, sorry, if I'm, if I'm overweight, uh, my heart and lungs don't work properly, I need to move around and eat better. But they forget that your brain's a part of that body too. Mm. So what goes through here is feeding this just as much as this. Mm. So if, you, if this isn't working properly, yeah. nothing, uh, or this isn't working properly, whichever one or both, then nothing's working properly. Mm. And, and you'll get business owners that might say, well, I, I function absolutely fine. What about what you're not doing? Because you're, you don't realise how much better you are. Yeah. And so I think, you know, if you want to really be successful, you need the whole package. doesn't mean you can't party, obviously. Yeah. And I teach everyone at the end of the programme how to keep the results and party twice a week. That's the, that's the key thing because I think there's, there's this whole 
I don't know how many different diets and programs I've done personally, and I've had great results. But then afterwards, it's like, okay, well, back to starting point again. That's why, so, have, that's why we don't yeah. have cheat days. And that's why it's a structured um, program for 75 days. We, we, we sacrifice, for want yeah. of a better phrase, and abstain for 75 days on all the bad stuff. You still eat lots and lots of delicious food, as yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and we we do all sorts of you know, chicken nuggets and chips with ketchup and all sorts of stuff, um, but homemade. Um, and then at the end, once we've rewired the way your body and mind works and changed that relationship with food and drink yeah. and yourself, as I said earlier, then you've got the power back. So what I try and do is give people their power backs where mm. they decide when they party rather than it's deciding when it goes Yeah. In. Definitely. And then you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. I, can, I, I can walk around looking like Wolverine now and party twice a week yeah. if I want to and, and still feel great. Yeah. After a bad night, I might wish I hadn't still, <laughs> but it doesn't take long to get back on track then because yeah. I've created a body that can take it. When you have overcome and come through that transformation and you're in that place that you can manage it as part of your life, there's a different energy and a frequency and confidence and um, almost an ability to do things that would have been scary and, and prevented you before. Do you agree with that? If you think, if you think about it, right? If you if you eat properly, yeah, and you exercise. Exercise is great for your mind, for your bones, your muscles, whatever. But it's all it's, it's an all encompassing uh, thing you've got here, right? To to work with. We ain't got nothing else to work with. This is it. If you are poisoning yourself on a regular basis then that's when the anxiety creeps in mm. that's when the depression creeps mm. in that's when your mind doesn't function the way it should that's when you can't handle things that have come your way yeah when you flip the script and you do it the right way around mm. then you live like the world is rigged in your favor i do if something bad happens i assume it's for my good yeah and i almost say with a grin smug grin i can't wait to find out why yeah and if okay. you have that mentality everything you can spin into a positive yeah. And then surely you're going to function better, be a better business person, be a, be able to give yourself more to people, cope with the abundance of stuff that we've got now that comes our way and still look after the family. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, you, yeah. you need headspace for that. Yeah. If you're filling that with constant poison, whether that be alcohol, sweet, sugar, fat, caffeine, salt, whatever it is, yeah. always... You need to find the balance and then you can play both games. Definitely, definitely. That's that's an amazing um, outlook to have and, and it sounds incredibly positive. And, and that's the one thing that really strikes with you is, is the ability to see the positive and spin the positive. So where's that come from and were you always like that? I actually was relatively a positive, buzzy person. Um, but then... Um, and, it, and that caused me trouble, actually. When I was in school, I was quite badly bullied. I had glasses, and so my, my personality didn't match my look. Okay. So I used to get really badly bullied for that. I was quite badly bullied in school. Right. Um, you know, I was, I was weed on um, more than once, and when the, and the, the laughed at, and because I was so scared, mm. I at the time, I didn't do anything about it. That mm. probably stuck with me for about 30 years. Mm. I was... Um, Probably we go back to that time we've we've worked out with the, the psychotherapist on the team that that's probably where my bulimia started. Okay. So I was bulimic for over thirty years, quite really? badly. Yeah. Okay. And 
we we put those two things together. Ah, okay, that's probably maybe where I was getting my control because I had none. Right. So then I um, got rid of my glasses and got contact lenses. I got beaten up for that thing because I was now a good-looking bloke that the, the girls quite like. So I got <laughs> I got bullied for that. Right. But do you know what? All of these things now I know were here to put me in my dream job, which I do now, mm. because I now can speak to people that have been through a, in a dark place. Because let me tell you, when someone does what they did to me, that's mm. a dark place to mm. be in. Um, I've been divorced. Um, my wife was seeing three other men. Not the one I've got now, obviously. <laughs> no, um, well, hopefully and, not. <laughs> and so Gosh. I can deal with people that have had losses like that. Mm. Um, obviously, I went through the loss of my little boy. Mm. I can talk to people about that. Mm. I um, help people that I've had an eating disorder. So all of these things is what now puts me where I am, where mm. every single person that can speak to me, even if I've got the right words, yeah. it doesn't always resonate unless... But if I can then tell them, hang on, but I've been where you are. Yeah. That now lifts them out of that hole that they were in and hopefully shines a bit of light where there yeah, was darkness. Definitely, definitely. And I think for me, that was such a powerful comparison in the program to actually have seen where you came from, just from a physical point of view, that snapshot of the man you were there to the man you are today. It's and it's not even about the physicality, it's just two completely Different people. You leading wouldn't recognise me walking down the street, no. would you? It's, just, it's yeah. surprising what fat and bad nutrition does to your face and everything. Yeah. Like you wouldn't just wouldn't know it was myself. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was when I was forty-two. I turned that around. So it's not like everyone thought I was in the program thinks I'm ripped from the age of twenty and been a <laughs> PT for twenty odd years or whatever else, and realise, hang on a minute, what, that this has only been the last few years. Yeah. So what were you doing before then? Because I'd say, you know, six packs sounds like an overnight success. But So where were you for the last 40-odd years then previously? I had a, um, a very successful double glazing company. Okay. Um, um, and then before that, I had a chain of some bit of beauty salons, actually. And then before that, I worked in the city. I was a trader. Right. For, in, back in the 90s. Okay, <laughs> when they were carrying the big mobile phones. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I was uh, the before the yuppies. Yeah. Okay. Shows my age. <laughs> and how did you get drawn into the area, uh, into the whole world of fitness? Has that always been a passion of yours? Well, I'm a, I've been a karate instructor since my 20s. So I, yeah. I, I, was, I loved karate, but I was just fit and fat. Yeah. Um, and... Then it was just that day, that mm. that moment where I decided that I was going to make a change. I was, yeah. I was uh, say in my forties and thinking to myself, "Well, I'm going down the wrong, wrong yeah. path here." Yeah, and yeah. obviously, I've been a dad and wanting to be an inspiration to the children. Definitely. Just, I, I'm just so glad I went to school that day because yeah. it just a light bulb went yeah. off in my head. That's where the word the six pack revolution comes from because I didn't know it was going to become such a big. In fact, it was first. It was called the Scots Too Hot 90 Day Six Pack Challenge. <laughs> But I'm, um, I mean, it's a catchy name. Yeah, it's a, bit, a bit, little bit too long. But um, I always sit and think to myself, should I? Should the name be different? Because there must be so many people that see it and think I can't do that. Even though we've got ladies that go from a size twenty dress to a twelve in one wave mm. with no saggy skin, mm. um, and guys go from a thirty-six waist to a thirty in one wave, pecs, abs, bicep, yeah. and like people are like, how's this even happening? Yeah. They, they, I get accused of. Photoshopping, giving people steroids, taking heads off and putting them on other bodies and all that. And as you know, how anal I am about the photos. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably the one thing I go nuts about. Yeah. Um, 
I don't do any of that, obviously. It's a compliment that they think that. Um, but if you, if I, how do I put this? If I hadn't have had that vision for some strange reason, all of this wouldn't have even happened. So I, I feel like it just all came when it yeah. should. Yeah. It was just after my little boy as well. So it's like I, I was now qualified, mm. a life qualification. Oh, I've got all the other qualifications, but what yeah. I mean is... Yeah, definitely. To be fair, it's more the life qualification Completely. that gives me, gives me so much um, strength and motivation mm. for others, I mm. think. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's only so much that a, an academic qualification can give you, and I'm a, a massive advocate of experience dominates qualification. Always. Any day of the week, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, always. yeah. And I love yeah. it. I love yeah. every minute of it. Yeah, and and just seeing these all these lives being changed all around the world. So, it's I mean, this is a global phenomenon, which is really exciting. So, what does the next twelve months look like? What's the big dream? What's the vision for the next twelve months? My vision's I've got ten years vision. To okay. be fair, I'm ten years behind. I've got so many things that I've got planned that we just can't keep up with. In fact, mm. I drive the team mad. So I've got like a, <laughs> I've got like this innovative team or a marketing type team that bring all my ideas to life for me. And oh, I've got so, I've got so much going on. We've got next year. Um, there might be a new program coming out that's never been seen before. A 35-day program. No, no, it's still going to be 75 <laughs> days. Um, but because you know, you need a certain amount of time to change that relationship. Yeah. You can't do it in 35 days. No. You know, they're just in a back of square one. Mm. Um, so there's, and I've got lots of new products and stuff coming out. Yes. And um, you'll see that soon. In fact, next week we've got something coming out. Okay. So, yeah. But um I've got so many ideas, so many yeah. different w ways of doing stuff. And obviously I've got all the um, the other stuff that we were talking about before with the book and everything else mm. to come through. Also, um, you know I do lots of quotes. Have you seen all my quotes? That, yes. Um, I'm yeah. doing a book around that to try and give people uh, um, just to live a different thought process within yeah, their lives. definitely. So that they can again, view as much as possible from the... There's yeah. light There's light in every situation. Yeah, yeah. And, you, there, and there is no... You can get over every single obstacle that comes your way. And the winner's the one that, do, that doesn't stop till they find it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I can just visualise that Scott's mantras and manifestations. So, yeah, really inspiring. What do you say to people who think you might be a bit woo? A bit woo? <laughs> um, I don't actually get that. I don't know. No one ever really says that I'm okay. a bit woo. Um, they might. They might say I'm a bit harsh because oh, okay. I'm pretty. I do yeah. say things how they are. Yeah. But I've got 75 days to get someone a result that most people take at least two years. Yeah. So I haven't got time to mess around. But woo is not a word that gets that's ever been sent to me. Yeah. Um, but I'm very spiritual anyway. Yes. And you, yeah. and, and you know what? In my eyes, spirituality is also just science, energy. You know, if if we constantly focus on what we don't want, then we're going to always attract to us what we don't want, aren't we? You know, if you if you're a, I heard something really cool the other day. If you're a skier that goes on the slaloms through the trees, yeah. if you're looking at the trees, you're going to hit one. You got to focus on the path in between, mm. and then you, and then you'll you'll do, make all mm. the right twists and turns throughout your life. Yeah, and and so if they were to call me woo, I'll say I'm a good woo. 
There we go. That can go in your book. Yeah. <laughs> and and speaking of books, you've obviously you've got the really the amazing uh, cookbook full of delicious recipes and things that I've been able to adapt with my own family, even with our, our eliminated diets with allergies and that. Um, so w- I'm seeing differences in my my own husband, who's <laughs> not even doing the program, <laughs> uh, which but it's great. Um, he's a big fan of the cottage cheese snack. <laughs> um, but and then I saw as well, you're accomplished a children's author as well. Yeah. So tell me about that. Crikey. So that was in my head for a couple of years before I sat yeah. down to do it. And I literally did set, sit down on the toilet. Okay. <laughs> Best thinking place. Just, just to let you get all that in your mind. <laughs> Thanks. And I and I wrote it in ten minutes, but it was two years that came yeah. out of me. And I I do lots of poems all my life. I've written poems. If I'm at a, an event, I'll do a poem for someone. If I'm at a, a, a wedding, I'll do the poem. If I'm doing a six pack thing, I do a poem. I do lots of poems in six pack. And on my own birthday, there'd always be a poem. When I went to Malta, there was a poem. <laughs> okay. So I write poems a lot. So I've written this in verse. Mm. And the first book is called Grumpy Gorilla and Happy Hippo. Yeah. Um, a positive tale for all to read, which is the subheading, because the parents or guardians, whoever's reading it to the book, brothers, sisters, mm. need to pay attention to the message as well. Yeah. Um, and it's about two best friends. And Gorilla, everything goes wrong for him because he's a grumpy, he always looks on the downside. Yeah. Um, and his best friend, Happy Hippo, everything goes well for him because he's happy chap. He always looks on the upside. Yeah. And it's just how Hippo teaches his friend how to look at life from a different perspective um, and live a healthier, happier life because he does mention about in the book, he does mention about healthy eating and also some exercise in there. Mm. But if I would be as bold as to say, it's very Gruffalo-esque. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I could nick yeah. Julia's, oh, Julia Donaldson. Yeah, if I yeah. could nick her accolades just for a second if you're ever listening julia sorry but i think you're great um and uh yeah i think it's i think it's up there yeah um yeah i would say that wouldn't i well and then and the second book's called oh yes i can which is two best friends yeah uh panda and tiger and panda she always goes for her dreams everything she wants to do she'll give it a go win lose or draw and um tiger's a scaredy cat so he wants to do loads of things but doesn't have the, mm. the, doesn't want to step out of his comfort zone. It's how she teaches him to do that yeah. and therefore fulfil everything he ever wanted to do. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, personal development for children, Definitely. all written in beautiful verse. The, yeah. the, the artist, the uh, illustrations are stunning. I've got mm. a great illustrator called Tom Bonson um, and they're really cool as well. So... Uh, yeah, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Brilliant. Sounds like it needs to be in the school curriculum. Sorry. Well, I've given to quite a lot of schools. Yeah. I'm a bit of a giver. So I give, yeah. I give them out to a lot of schools. But it's pretty cool. I was in the, the window of Waterstones in World Book Week and did a book signing and stuff. Oh. So it's a nice thing to tick off. Yeah, definitely. It. Definitely. It was, a yeah. bit, it was a bit strange being in there because you could sort of stand there like a bit of a wall. <laughs> Uh, and just hope people come and talk to you. Obviously, if Ryland was doing it, he'd have a queue down the street. But an, un- an unknown is a bit of a strange scenario. You sort of stand there like a yeah. a bit of a, a wally for a couple of hours. But I did it. I got through it. And next time you should flash mob it. Yeah, well, I considered it. Yeah, did you? I considered thinking, right, should I just get loads of, just like make rent a crowd and get loads of people in. But, um, well, it doesn't, I, I don't think it. you'll be renting a crowd for much yeah. longer anyway. <laughs> So I'd like to delve a little bit into your business model because it fascinates me just in terms of how you combine physical products with the service and the program element. 
Um, and there's lots that, I mean, we could talk for hours, but, but there's lots that I think, oh, that's really, really well done. I think the whole thing around connection and a community, the accountability aspect where you bring coaches in, um, and in doing the program, your performance is enhanced, so your results are enhanced and optimized by the support of the physical products. And I think there's just, just purely looking from an entrepreneurial and commercial point of view, I think it's fascinating. So which is the biggest part of your business? Is it the program? Is it the product side? How does it all work together? The program, I would say, is the biggest. Well, it depends what you call biggest. They're probably on a par now, actually. Because obviously with the products, I've spent so much time. I don't, you, you've probably worked out by now. I, I make sure everything's spot on before I can even consider putting my name to it. Mm. I took out all the rubbish. If there's anything in there that I was like, no, there's, that's not going in there. I mean, I drove the, um, the, the food scientists and the, the laboratory and the, the factory that made them for me all from scratch. I drove them mad. Like, yeah. Uh, they must have hated me, but I was like, it's not quite right enough. They must be going, oh, God's sake. <laughs> and, um, and also I wanted to, the flavour to be spot on. Yeah. So our biggest thing other than the programme is the, the meal replacement and the post-workout smoothies, mm. um, which are big pouches of yeah. stuff. Um, and I think actually ne- just about now they've come on a par as far as turnover goes. Mm. They're about, I think they're about equal now. Yeah. Um, and then I've just brought out the supplements too. But the, re- the reason that the programme works so well is every single person that works in the program comes from the program. Mm. So remember, if back in the day uh, when I was doing it on Facebook myself and I'm looking, I put my props my phone up on the floor on a log and I'm yeah. whipping ropes, I'm yeah. looking down, can everyone see me? Oh, this is what we're doing today. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, uh, to what it is now, which is like a, a fully functioning, ridiculous program. Yeah. But it's, it's grown from the ground and me, and I'm still... I'm still a part of it mm. as much as I've ever been. Okay. So as you see, I'm in every single group. I'm yes. available to every single person. I'm I'm doing the program now with you all. I'm on the September okay. wave. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm living it with you, as are my co-chairs and everyone else. So e- even to the marketing and the uh, the admin, mm. everyone's come from the program. That's a great recruitment process. Yeah. So everyone that? understands yeah. it. Yeah completely definitely and feels it and obviously we we we're not going to have people in that can't even finish 100 percent um, one wave yeah so all the people that are in are the ones that are in and get it and mm. so anyone you will speak to will know the program inside out because yeah. they've done it from the ground up as well definitely definitely so the 100 percent success rate that you talk about that's the 100 percent of the people that make it to the finish line yeah what's the drop off rate like from day one to day 75 good question we get about 70% to the finish line. That's a fantastic it's conversion. It's huge. Mm. Most, on a program that's 75 days, not five days, and is no cheat days, no nothing, 25% would be huge. So 75% yeah. is incredible. But that's down to we are live with you all day. Mm. And if anyone's falling, it gets flagged to me, I am on the phone to them yeah. and pulling them out of a hole okay. myself. Okay. And so... I think, and obviously as it's grown, I've worked out better ways to keep people on track, yeah. how to motivate them, to encourage them, to, um, and I tell them straight as well. Yeah. You know, I, like, I tell them, you're wasting your time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you even here for? And I'll, I'll ask them the, the, blunt, the blunt question so they 
They yeah. Go, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No sugar coating. No. And it's it's a yes or a no, either you're for it or not. Yeah, yeah. because I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent of the people get it. I get the mm. odd point one percent that hate me and write loads of bad stuff, but I can't I can't please everyone. But the human mind, I'm very into psychology. I study mm. psychology. I'm doing a diploma at the moment. I'm hoping maybe to have a, my own practice one day if I get time, which is probably not going to happen. <laughs> but it works really well with this program. Mm. And the, the mind part is what I love mm. almost most. Mm. And humans work well with structure. Too much choice doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. They start going, you know, you've only got to ask Gordon Ramsay that. He goes into all those restaurants. He's got loads of choices. You get right one page. Exactly. You know, and yeah. then you're successful. Yeah. So you got you got you got to understand the human mind. I think that's why a lot of these programs are you know you go on TikTok or Instagram and it's kind of like the same old mm. rubbish, mm. which I don't even get me talking about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just you know all they, all they talk about is calorie deficit, and it drives me mad because for me, the two words calorie deficit doesn't work. Not if your calorie deficit is lager, burgers, and chocolate. You know it just isn't going to work. Yeah. They, they argue that it will. I'm like, no, it won't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just insane. I had one guy saying to me, 900 calories of donuts is exactly the same as 900 calories of fish and veg. Mm. I was like... Mm. It's a, yeah. It's right. a, as, a an, of as an energy and... unit, yeah, but that yeah. isn't the body, that isn't the mind. That yeah. isn't, it doesn't run on an energy unit no. only. Absolutely. So, um, so I find that... Um, I keep going off on tangents, sorry. Go for I it. Do, I do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, so... I can't remember what I was talking about now. Well, take me down your rabbit hole. If you just... Yeah, go on. What was you, what was you... No, no, no. I, so let me just pick up then on something you were saying there around calorie counting and calorie deficit and the other word out there, BMI. So, yes, it's, it makes me shudder. So I, I have a condition called lipedema. You do? And BMI and lipedema just do not make sense. They the the they one don't even use BMI anymore. Like yeah, if you're five four, mm. ripped, you could have a really bad BMI. But ripped, like that's a bit basic. But my point is, is that that's why they don't really use it anymore. Yeah. So I don't know why they're still using it. Well, most people don't. So here's my question to you. Obviously, in the UK, we have the NHS, and they have their guidelines that measures health and BMI is within that. Where do you think you fit in in actually reducing costs to the NHS long term? And and can can you, through the six pack revolution, can you dispel um and take strain off the, the NHS? I believe that this program can deal with literally in some way, shape, or form, every single chronic illness that exists. It will not cure everything. Like, for mm. example, type 1 diabetes, you can't cure type 1 diabetes. Mm. But we have people injecting seven times a day, going down to one a day. That's a big life change. Um, type 2 diabetes, literally, you walk away from my program without it. Wow. And that's But that we all know that diet can, yeah. can cure yeah. that. Um, you'll find for your condition as well, all over the internet, it can't be cured. That's rubbish. We have loads of people that that can be. That's you're amazing. you're already saying now that you're seeing it all shrink and yeah, and and you've only been on the program for what three four weeks was it? Yeah, four weeks. Four yeah, weeks. yeah. Um, so, and what I hate as well is people that label, get labelled. Mm. You know, and, and mm. the problem is if a doctor tells you something, you assume it's the truth and it's the uh, the Bible, and it's just not. 
Mm. They get it wrong all the time. I love GPs, but I'm not taking off GPs, but they've got to accept that they don't always have it right. Yeah. And also they're not taught nutrition in their training at all. And I've got GPs on my team that will tell you that. So mm. I'm not making all that up. Mm. Um, mm. And that's a bit strange, but because yeah. surely what goes in is the most important thing for your body, is it not? And also, you know, your whole life runs from your gut. That's your, you know, your gut, your microbiome, your... Yeah. It, it, so how you are not taught that when you're recommending stuff to people Absolutely. and give them throwing away these I mean I've got people on the program that have said to me um my I've, I've got to have some blood tests for something or other so my doctor's told me to come off of this program and eat normal and I'm like you are eating normal mm. what so I go mm. what, what's that go and have a McDonald's <laughs> that makes no sense yeah what if yeah. you was eating this way already yeah and you weren't on a you weren't on some program. Mm. You got to come off of what? Come yeah. off of what? You, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And if you have got people yeah. like that saying that stuff, I mean, Definitely. they're not obviously they're not all like that. My, my GP, she's great. She's she's funny. She's an Iron Man as well. She's like, okay. she's, she's nuts. <laughs> and um, like she's in a group of 180 other GPs or, or something like, that. and they are all like she's got, had so many of them do six pack, and they're all like. You know, the NHS should look at this in some way, shape, or form. Exactly, exactly. I think what what really impresses me with Six Pack is the fact that you're empowering yourself in terms of your health, your mental, um, the side of your your physicality, your physiology. Everything is, and it's not difficult. It's literally, it's about discipline over motivation. And it's it's a small compound actions that will lead to the result at the end, and I th- and I think that that's important just to stay the course of anything you decide to put your mind to. I think also we hand our health over to other people, so we a lot of people eat bad, not care, and they know that they can get given a tablet, that, yeah. but then they've got to take another tablet to counteract the side effects of that tablet and before they know it they're having mm. like and then they'll go and have a hip replacement yeah and they'll get knee replacements and like you hand your health over whereas you should take control of it yourself yeah um a, a, a doctor alka patel did a podcast uh, uh, did a ted talk and she said health should be a, actually a, a a verb which is is healthy something you should do hmm Rather than uh, an yeah. adjective, yeah, a description, it should be something that you do, yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Definitely. And I said the pro- and then I I had did a podcast with her. And I said to her, actually, most of us spend our time undoing. That's very interesting, actually. Mm. Yeah. So, if you were minister of health <laughs> for the UK, how would you change the the way this country thinks about and and what? Active changes would you put in place? Bringing together... Oh, that's a big job, isn't it? Because mm. you, you've got to understand people as well, you know. And, you know, I'd love to get every single person on the six-pack revolution at mm. least once. Then they've got the knowledge, the key, and they can go and make the decisions. What they Do they want to yeah. live a healthier, happier life? Which most will. But what would I What would I do? Crikey. This is a tough one because if you look at the supermarkets and you, put, you, you bring everything out into the car park, healthy food unhealthy food the, he- the healthy food will be the size of my finger now and the unhealthy mm. will be the size of my house yeah you know even if you go to a, a corner store there's only water is the only healthy thing everything else is jars of this and crisps and sweets and crisps um cakes and biscuits and yeah. cheese and 
processed food. Da, da, da. We've we we've got nothing else unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose it would just all be about trying to educate people. But then don't, people don't want to be educated. People have to want to be healthy. Mm. I think. That you have to have that hunger, for want of a better word, to change. Yeah, I think mm. people just don't care. Mm. And they, they, well, when I die, I die. But they don't look about what that's doing to the rest of the family. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's a shame because life's great if you allow it to be. Yes. If you were to do it all over again, what would you change? That's a, that's a tough one because it's gone so well. And all the mistakes on the way have been needed to happen. Mm. So I don't know if I would. Yeah. It can't, I mean, no, every stepping stone has been, has mm. been the right one. Yeah. Even the, bad, even the mistakes. So if I hadn't gone through those mistakes, this is what I try and say to people as well, like life's an obstacle course and all we've got to do is get from one end to the other somehow. Yeah. <laughs> True. And some of those obstacle courses, yeah. uh, obstacles will be small and some will take a bit of thinking about mm. and some hard work to get over. Yeah. Um, but each time we get over the obstacle, um, we're stronger, more knowledgeable, um, uh, um, we've moved forward and we can now make our way to the next one. Yeah. With a more better equipped. Yeah. So if I hadn't gone through any of the mistakes, then I don't think it would be where it is. So yeah. I think yeah. I would change nothing. Yeah. Which probably most people say to you if you ask that question. Yeah. They've done something. Do you then believe that there's no such thing as a coincidence? I'm a, see, I'm a big, I'm the woo now. <laughs> I'm a believer in that. Uh, I, I love the law of attraction. I believe that we um, everything's energy, mm-hmm. and so if therefore everything, and that's that's basic physics, really. Everything's energy. You know, our hand isn't even solid. If we had eyes that were microscopically powerful enough, we'd be able to see the balls spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I also therefore believe if something hasn't got energy, it can't exist. So I try mm-hmm. not to give energy to anything that I wish didn't exist. Hmm. Mm. A bit woo woo is that? Is that no, right? you're you're manifesting and designing the life that you want to. Yeah, and as I said to you yeah. earlier, if if something doesn't happen in the way I was hoping it would happen, I assume it's for my good. Yes, yes. I literally, I do actually smirk to myself. Yeah, yeah. And that trivialises it, and that's what I try and teach people on the program as well. Yeah. All these things that you are feeding, giving yeah. energy to that you wish didn't exist. Yeah. Stop it. We've all been through rubbish. The world's full of idiots. People are going to do bad things to you. Mm. I've been there, got the T-shirt. It's going to happen. Yeah. Now you've got a choice to make, forwards or backwards. makes me think of um, Ryan Levesque, who's a very successful CEO in the US. He owns a company called Ask and he builds quiz funnels. And his philosophy is you're either winning or you're learning. And it's only one of those two. Correct. So, yeah. It's all about just looking at life from a different perspective. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the light shines the brightest in the darkest of places. Definitely does. But you've got to open your eyes to see it. Yes. And be willing to. So that's quite poignant then for the... This period we're entering into, naturally, (laughs) winter's a very dark time. Winter in 2022 is going to be... 
a very interesting place to be. And obviously there's been a lot of messages coming from the media that's very negative and hyping on the recession and cost of living crisis. And we've got a potential nuclear war going. There's just so much that's been bombarded at us. So what would your advice be to just (laughs) manage this next period? Live your world within this world. Stop living the world of the media and what you're being thrown. Every time you turn the telly on, it's bad news. Every time you read the paper, it's bad news. There's no such thing as good news, right, at the moment. It never has been, really, if you think about it. Very rare. Are you in the position where you've, you're, you've got no money and you can't function, you can't even feed? Well, you're, you might be making your, they might be making you think you're going to get into that position. Mm. Stop living that um, reality that doesn't exist at the moment. Yeah. If you live the life that they're telling you, then you're going to just be one miserable person. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you just create your world, you can't change what they're doing. That's, you know, that's never going to happen. And people say, well, that's the bad attitude because, you know, if we don't stand up and talk, it's never going to change. The mm. government, well, whatever government comes in is going to be just as bad as the other one. They're, it's just not But you can, cre- if you stop focusing again on what you don't want yes, and put all your energy into what you do want, then I think you can create a great little life for yourself. Definitely. Um, and stop living the misery that they're yeah. programming you to. Turn the, turn the telly and the radio off, for goodness sake. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and see what your week, what your week's like. That's what I would recommend people do. Turn it all off. That's it, a very interesting. I think that's a great seven day challenge. See how you, see how your week mm, is. Definitely, you know? definitely. And there was a lady on the mm. on the news when she was one hundred and six, and she'd had she'd been through two world wars and two she had COVID twice. And they said to her, like, "What's your secret to longevity?" And she said, I might get a few words out, but literally this is what she said. She went, if anyone says anything to me that's um, remotely negative, and as she put her hands up and went, I'm not interested. That was it. That's it, yeah. And, and focus, that's what you should do. Definitely, definitely. And 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 reframing negative negative language into positive and and that mindset and as an example abundance versus scarcity because like you said when we just focus on what we don't want we don't want we attract exactly the opposite of of what we even if you don't believe in that you're attracting it there's no downside to being positive assuming the best in every scenario yeah um being inspirational um moving forward assuming the world's rigged in your favor but there is a downside into hating yourself, assuming life's about to um, end, assuming that the worst in every scenario, yeah. not believing in yourself. Yeah. And yeah. it's only a choice. Definitely. Do you want to choose that one or that one? Well, yeah. when I realised that it was my choice to always look on the upside, I didn't see any point in looking anywhere else. Mm. So I was going to ask you a question and maybe there's a very short answer then. <laughs> Do you suffer from imposter syndrome? And if you do, how do you overcome it? So imposter syndrome, let me just make sure I've got it right. That's yeah. when I'm talking about something I know nothing about. Well, not necessarily. Well, that's what your voice is telling you. Right. But you're, you're absolutely qualified to do what you're doing. You do deserve the good things um, that are coming to you. You're about to get signed in a big book deal. But there's this little voice that creeps in and says, well, hang on a minute. You're not qualified to do this. You don't know anything about that. Never. Imposter syndrome creeps in with a lot of women. Um, is it just a lack of confidence? Could be. Right. It is, and it is, it is, fine. yes, it is, finds that little confidence mindset monkey 
that could be sitting on your shoulder and stopping you from achieving the greatness that you deserve to achieve. I mean, just think if you had that vision that you had with that six pack, if you'd never followed through, how many people would have missed out on transforming their lives and changing and how many amazing things have happened to them as a result of doing the program? Just think that came from you, one single thought and following and acting out on it and, and having the confidence and the courage to steer that path. Yes, I've grown with it. Mm. Um, the speaking bit is my favourite, which is the probably the scariest bit. Not so much now, but, okay. but as, as I was going through, like getting yeah. to say that I, if I look back on old videos, I can see how nervous I am okay. when I'm saying stuff. And now I'm like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I guess you grow with it, don't you? Yeah. But I, uh, when would I ever, uh, maybe I would be in, uh, maybe I would sit, it, it depends, I guess, back in the day as well, if I was in front of a GP or a policeman or something, because you put these people on this big pedestal or even a, a, a celebrity, it's like, you feel like you're on a back foot. Yeah. I don't feel that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I'd get imposter syndrome, but I don't know. Who knows? Mm. When where would mm. I get, would I lack confidence in something? Who knows? It's, yeah. And maybe, maybe if I was, as I say, if I was put in front of some professional psychology and I'm trying to explain my version of psych, of how a gym and he's loads of posh words. Yeah. Maybe I'll sit there and go, do I actually know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, you know? definitely. Well, as an example, I mean, <laughs> I would never have thought I'd be showing my belly on social media. <laughs> so I'm doing things I never thought. And I've done it in a heartbeat without actually thinking, oh my goodness, what are people going to think? And I've been contacted by people outside the program. They're like, oh, I saw you, I saw you, I saw you. And they want to know more about it. So I, I think th there's a lot about just getting over yourself. And I think that's what you're very successful. It's liberating. Yes. Because when people yes. spend all their time worrying about what other people think all the time, yes. then they don't live their own life. Yeah. You know, they live a life based on other people's opinions. Definitely. Which, which is... Yeah. Is if you think about that actually deeply, yeah, is actually ridiculous. Almost. Yeah, exactly. And it's something we've got to stop doing. Yeah. And actually, the things we think people care about, they don't. They don't care about you. <laughs> no. In a million years, they couldn't care yeah. less about you. And if they do, it's their problem. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes we're looking for permission. And it's about how do you give yourself. I'll give you permission. Do what you like. Thanks. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that keeps you up in the middle of the night? Two things. Okay. Alcohol. Right. It makes me, if I have a couple too many, I'm never really like falling over. Look, I've got kids, so, you know. If I have a few too many, mm. I get up in the middle of the night and I feel like a bad man, a bad person, a bad dad. It really gives me anxiety. Mm. And even though I know by the morning, next day I'll be all right halfway through the day, mm. it still doesn't let me sleep. Mm. Um, yeah, I've got a real bad relationship with that at, at the moment. Mm. And, um I want to, there's a part of me that feels weak because I want to go teetotal in my head or my heart, but my head still wants to be a bit naughty sometimes and have a few beers or whatever, you know? And even though the non-alcoholic beers are just as good now pretty much, I still want mm. the real beer as well. Mm. What would stop you from total sobriety then? Well, I built a bar in my back garden through, <laughs> <Okay>. through lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> which most people did, I think. So that would be silly. Um, so that probably doesn't help. Um, 
I don't, uh, there's something stopping me. But I have gone from like, I used to, I would do shots and I do this and I'd, I, I cut it all down. I got to just, right, I'm only going to have wine and beer because this week I couldn't even do the wine. Wine's way too strong for me now. Mm. So basically I drink beer, which technically is much better because mm. I'm only going to get through a few pints because there's so much of it. Yeah. And, um, and it's weak compared to everything yeah, else. But definitely. it's still, there's still something in my mind that tells me I'm weak. But I'm, I'm allowing myself to be weak okay. in this scenario at the moment. Mm. But maybe it will change at some time. And another thing that keeps me up at night, not so much now but used to, was with when I got a bad review. Right. Okay. I used to, I, like there's people that say there's no support and I'm mm. like, oh, my God, I've given every mm. single person mm. till I close my eyes mm. seven days a week mm. as much support as I can physically give anyone plus my team and everything and I'm like, so I'll be up and like, what did I do? What went wrong there then? Why did they not yeah. even see that? What? But then I got, I spoke to people and you've got to understand that you're not going to please everyone. You can't save everybody. I'm trying to save everyone and it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And also when people are, it's always people that don't finish the program as well. Your so biggest I, critics. Oh, that's the only critics. Yeah. And I mean, it's only a handful out of mm. thousands, but... Mm. But it's those. It's like when you go on a review for a hotel and you look at the one star and it puts yeah. you off. And you got thousand five stars. Yes. It, it's the same for me when I read those, especially yeah. as I'm so invested in it. Yeah. So when I read those and hear the venom sometimes mm. coming from people to me, I'd rather it was to me than anyone else. But when it comes to me, it's like oh, wow. But my responses so, are quite funny. Mm. Well, they are to me anyway. <laughs> Um, I have people join because of the one stars, which is good. <laughs> and my responses to the one stars. There you go. And yeah. Trustpilot themselves, we, we were rated number one physical fitness program on Trustpilot. By the way, really? Yeah. Trustpilot themselves called me up and asked if they could use my answer for a one star <laughs> as a template on how to re- respond to a bad review. So I went, <laughs> you actually read it? <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah, go for it. Enjoy. <laughs> So what's the, what's the kind of magic then you put into your one star responses that turns that around? Then well, they I some they don't like the responses. Sometimes I'll get another response to the response and stuff like that. But um, sometimes I'm I'm saying things like in tongue in cheek. They just yeah. didn't get it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I again I just tell them the truth. A lot of the time they are saying something that just isn't true. Yeah. And I've got actual proof it isn't true as well. I say to them, I've got the conversation between me and you here now. Yeah. We spoke yeah. 27 times. How can okay. you say you haven't had any support? Yeah, definitely. You know. Definitely. And, and, we, and you were really nice on your messages to me. Yeah. When, when we're talking one-on-one, you're fine. Yes, now behind the keyboard, exactly. you, you know. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, it's it's more about them than what it is about you. So. I have to get, the, even though I preach that, that's it, yeah. I still I still have a, in my heart when yeah. I see a one star coming, yeah. I feel, oh, what am I reading now? Yeah. It's like I've got to read something bad about myself, isn't it? Mm. Or the program, which is me anyway, so. Mm. Oh, that, that, so that's a, a whole conversation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm better now. You are better now. You, yeah. I try and, but I, again, I try and find them as fun. I try and make fun of them rather you than. You have to. You can't take it seriously because if you focused up. on that, and it's not even a 1%. It's not. It's 0.0001. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. And and if, like I said, if, if you focus on that, how many people would be missing out on what you can do for them? So affiliate marketing, why don't you do it? I did once. Okay. I spent £9,000 on a system. Right. And it was the worst thing I ever did. 
Right. Because it changed the love that people were delivering for the program. People were trying to force people to do it. I don't want people mm. to be forced to do it. I want mm. people to do it because they want to do it. Mm. I was getting people like, um, and, and and then not then people not putting in their code, and then they'd be coming to me mm. saying, "Well, this person was my person. That wasn't my person." It drove me absolutely mad. It changed the dynamic of the way people spoke about the program because it all became about what they were going to get out of it instead mm. of what they could give mm. to others. So. Never will I do an affiliate marketing for the six pack revolution again. That's very interesting. Yeah. And I can't stand like multi level marketing and all that sort of stuff either. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it changes people. Yes. It the what's in it for me. Yeah, yeah. it changes people. And yeah. I, I want I don't want that in my program. Yeah. I want it to all be about all the positive stuff. So I have a question for you, Scott, around you've got this massive vision, this massive business. It's a huge animal that probably takes so much of your time and energy and mental focus, 364 and a half days off a year, but you get you get allowed off for your Christmas dinner. <laughs> How do you balance your being that leader in your business with your family life and the family dynamics and and giving everybody what they need at home. If I'm honest, I probably don't give them enough. I'm really lucky that my wife is very supportive. Like she just tells me to go for everything that I even come up Mad ideas I come up with. She's, if you believe in it, go for it. She looks after literally Jasper 100% of the time, which is our little, not, he's nearly two next month. Oh, wow. Um, and I... I'm really lucky that they allow me to share myself with everybody. Yeah. I don't feel like I do enough in the sense of time mm. with everyone because my job doesn't finish at five o'clock. It's till, well, it's, it's all through the night. If I didn't sleep, there'd be someone who could contact me. Yeah. Because um, obviously we're in so many countries. It's, it's 24 hours all, all the way through. Um, so the balance is not right mm. but i think we accept it because what i'm doing is is something special it's giving so much to so many other mm. families it's kind of mm. saving lives and you know i get i got i get messages i got a beautiful message the other day from from someone telling me that um you know i, I was their angel in human form um i get a message Thank you for giving my children their mummy back. Written messages in cards, not not just texts or anything. And I think because it's doing so much for humans, yeah, I think they let me get away with it, and they Definitely. they're also quite proud of me for it as well. Yeah, you're gonna have me go in here in a second. Feel yeah. I'm well enough here. Yeah, that's so powerful. It's, it's powerful. It's, so. it's very rewarding. Mm. It's some. It's it's something that is above. The norm, and so I think they allow me to definitely to give myself because I'm helping. I don't know what you've just said there. (laughs) Let me compose myself. Wow, that touched something, doesn't it? It's it's a very emotional job. Even on even on the final photo day, we have like we do six waves a year. On the final photo day, I'm always in tears. 
Well, I'm going to have you in tears on my final vote today. I'm always in tears. My, my <laughs> wife, well, I get kind of left alone that day because I I post every single result myself. Yeah. I don't, I'm still, as I said to you, I'm, I'm one of the team. I'm mucking in. Yeah. And I'm still present all the time. And, and it's really emotional. You see people come to the program that are, I mean, and don't forget, I'm the one who gets the phone calls of the um, uh, attempted suicide. I'm the ones who get the self-harm. I'm the ones who've been badly abused as children. I'm the one who gets mm. all of that. And to see them blossom from, yeah. from something where they're literally at the life's end to come out like, Lara Croft and Wolverine at the end of it, like superheroes, yeah, and see their faces. What a lot of people don't look at as well. Look at the faces. Look at the eyes of the people in the final photos. That's it. They're like empty and full of life, yeah. confidence, sexiness, power. Yeah, and they're definitely. like they're like a completely new yeah human. Exactly, exactly. And it's not even just the eyes. I what I've noticed is the whole posture. You know. I see so many people standing slouched in that first photo and then it's almost like you're standing upright and straight. And yeah. This was my point earlier about neurons yeah. in the mind. Like if you sit like this and you're, you're, you're telling yourself you're not well. Mm. So even if you don't, even if you're, something's not going well, mm. if you stand, chin up, ready to take it on. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna do things differently, yeah. and your mind will read that from your body, and your body will read it from your mind. Yeah. And if you can, if you've got to pay attention to what you talk about yourself, how you think about yourself, and how you stand. Yeah. And obviously how you eat, and and once you, it's not even difficult. You can do it now. No one's got to even wait till tomorrow. Yeah. You can change your life today. Yeah. You know, mm. stop focusing on what you don't want. Stop yeah. believing in the worst. Definitely. And definitely. if I ask, I ask so many people, I say, okay, for the last 30 years, how many of the things you've tossed about, tossed and turned about, not um, um, not ate properly, not slept properly, butterflies in your tummy, worry, anxiety, how many of those things actually came true to the extent that you were worrying when they happened? Mm. Let me ask you. I can give you the answer if you don't know it yourself. I, I think the worry for me personally has been bigger than the actual thing. Let me ask you the question. How many have turned out to the extent that you were worrying, the mm. extent you were worrying when they happened? None. <laughs> None, actually. It's a big fat zero. Yeah. Right? So you've got 100% success rate in getting that wrong mm. for 30 years. Mm. That's more than two life sentences because you get out in half the time. Wow. So stop it. Mm. You, how about we change that and not make the next 30 years like that? Exactly. Exactly. Draw that line. This is it. Yeah, definitely. Now, today. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Assume the best in every scenario and you watch it happen. Mm. There's the woo again. There is definitely, definitely. I'm not letting you get away with a family question oh, anyway. Sorry. That's but um, going back to your family then, because what you were talking about was around... The time that you don't have, it's a, it's a very, it's a currency that is very limited. So how do you then balance that if you don't have the quantity to give them with the quality that you do have? So I've got a 13-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a, let's call him a 2-year-old, he's nearly 2. So you're right, we, are, we, are, we don't have a lot of time like the 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 the, 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 the young children thing changes at about four years of age, 
and then my daughter's just turned 13, mm. I'm, I'm just going to be a taxi driver now. <laughs> yeah. um, and, it, and, and she was my shadow. She, I miss it. I'm, I'm, I'm mortified about it. I struggle with it, actually. That I, Where has she gone? Where's my little princess gone? Yeah. And, and it's quite painful at times. Mm. And I struggle with it, actually, mm. you know, and... and um, and being a teenager, she wants to just be on a Snapchat with her friends and wants to go out down the town with her mates. Mm. She, don't, she don't want to be with dad anymore. Mm. We used to play chess. Mm. She don't want to play chess with me anymore. Um, so I've got, and I don't actually, at this stage, I actually don't know how to, if anyone can let me know, give me some ideas, please do, because <laughs> I don't know how to create something that we can do together that she wants to do. Mm. We tried tennis, we tried this and that, and I'm, I'm mm. just falling flat on my face. Hugo, my my nine year old, we 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 are, um, we're always kind of we're probably do more together out of all yeah. everyone. Um, we're very similar. We're quite um, silly. We're quite camp. Mm-hmm. Both of us. Oh we, really? We like, okay. We, we like we like the same things. Yeah. We find camp things funny. We like horror. Yeah. Um, like and and writing. He writes stories, and we and so we're very similar. We're going. Uh, this weekend to Jurassic World at the XL for a dude's day. We do dude's days and dude's weekend. I find him is a little bit easier to pick stuff. I can take him on a camping trip or something like that and he'll that'll be ideal for him. But for a 13-year-old girl, it's not the same. Mm, dads and daughters. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I can take her shopping and buy loads of stuff and she like that, but I don't. I want some more quality than yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so... Well, I mean, it is, it's a minefield because of the age. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did have a really good daddy-daughter day. We went to um, London Dungeons, which because she likes horror as well. Okay. Um, and we, well, that was really quite fun, actually. Yeah. And then we, we were going to go and have lunch and then go home. And then mm. she said, oh, Daddy, I don't want to go home. So we ended up going to watch Back to the Future. Yeah. So it was a long day. <laughs> but we had, we had the best time ever. It was really good. It probably one of the best days I've ever had. And that was not too long ago. That was, okay. I think it was under a year ago. Yeah. But I need yeah. to do more of those. Exactly. Take her away for the day, just you and her, and you'll find you'll find your just hang in there for the next few years. Yeah. And as long as she knows that you're there for her unconditionally. I just well. I but I, I think there's room for improvement for sure. Okay. But then also I I'm I feel um attached to my people like all the participants mm. as well. Mm. So. It's the altruistic side in you. You can't save everybody. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you have for somebody that has a dream like you have had and wants to make a big impact in their business and grow something that's scalable and that's gonna that's not about playing small anymore. It's they know that they're made for more. So what advice would you have for that person? That's a good. That's good. Actually, know they're made for more. That's what I felt when I had the double glazing company. I felt like I've got to, I've got more to give than this. This is like no, this isn't me. It's quite a negative place as well with that industry. And I felt like, oh, and I, but I didn't know what it was, and then it just mm. appeared in, mm. in front of me. I, I didn't know that I was when I went blogged that thing, doing that six pack, that I was gonna uh, gonna create this. Um, but I did feel like I had something more to do with my mm. life. Mm. And I would say to everyone, first of all, if you can find something that you love. Um, have you ever heard of Ikigai? No, I haven't. There's a, there's a book yeah. called Ikigai, and okay. what that is is there's this like little island somewhere like Okinawa way, like it's like the size of a grain of sand on the world. It's tiny, right? But it's got the most centurions on that island than any other 
country in the world. Oh, okay. And for anyone who doesn't know what Centurion is, someone who lives over 100. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, did a, they went there and asked what their secret to longevity is. And the, they said that we work in something we love. So they're still working when they're 100. Okay. And, yeah, for, for example, I, don't, I can't imagine me not doing this. And mm. even if I'm still 80 years of age, I, I can still see me, because I love it. Mm. I might have to cut down the hours a little bit and, <laughs> yeah. and just do maybe the talking and stuff. And get with the, but um, I would say find something you love for sure, first of all. Mm. And now is a real good time to, to – there's so much like scope to promote yourself with social media free. Yeah. If you can bring um, a product to market, you've got so it's so easy to show it to everybody. Definitely. If you think about back in the day where you would have a local – newspaper in mm. the, the in the super uh, news agents yeah and you put a little ad in the back of there hoping that one person might look at it yeah you can reach millions now absolutely um yeah and so i say if you if you want to find something that's going to have longevity yourself then do something you love because yeah. otherwise you won't have the passion to do it definitely definitely what's the point in waking up for mediocrity and it could be lucrative but if you're not waking up absolutely bang in love with what you do then that's going to fizzle out isn't it it's it's like a relationship i suppose yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. that's great great advice yeah definitely great do advice you love. yeah yeah and I mean, obviously, that I can see that you just it oozes out of you. What does? I love it. What you do? Yeah. Um, I, I, I love it and I live it. Yes, yes, and I think that's important. Is is that you it embody you embody the spirit of exactly what your your vision and your mission, your purpose is, and. And I, and I think you're right. I think the, the barrier to entry is lower now than what it ever has been to get yourself out there, to grow your audience, to to do whatever you want to do. I remember in our generation growing up at school, we had very limited exposures to what you could do. You could go into teaching, doctor, <laughs> you know, nurse, the, the labels that we were talking about earlier. And now it's, where it's so exciting because you can literally imagine and whatever you can conceive inside your head, you you can create that. And they don't teach you that in school, though, no. do they? They don't teach you how to bring, uh, create something, bring it to market. There's a there's a business in itself Yeah. to teach people how to Definitely. create something and bring it to market. There Absolutely. you go. Everyone can have that one for you. <laughs> if that's yeah. something you love, the gun Definitely. Definitely. Well, I think there's so much scope with Generation Alpha, our children and that generation, because they're they're the creative generation. They're the ones that are going to be the problem solvers um, and making decisions from a more ethical point of view with everything that's going on around us. Um, yeah, I definitely think there's going to be more scope for collaborations and projects rather than the career. So, yeah. Yeah, no, really, really exciting. Well, I, I mean, I think that message definitely needs to reach the younger generations earlier on. So then it just opens up, just opens the mind up to possibilities and Anything's opportunities. Possible. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So speaking of oozing <laughs> in the most positive way, <laughs> 
Um, I mean, I am, as you can probably hear and tell, I'm such an advocate because I feel like I'm a living, breathing advert for the six pack revolution. And everyone around me gets so tired and bored of hearing about, right, this is my meal plan for today. This is how I've changed. I'm showing people my photos because for me, the transformation has been so rapid. I mean, I'm wearing clothes I couldn't have fit into four weeks ago. And so that's in itself, I'm rediscovering this person I absolutely love inside. How, how without me going and telling all my neighbours, how can other people find out about the Six Pack Revolution? The Six Pack Revolution.com, that's T-H-E-S-I-X-P-A-C-K revolution.com and you can go on there you can read all about the program also you can come onto our instagram or so uh, facebook which is at the sixpackrevolution.com we're also on twitter tiktok can you believe <laughs> we're on tiktok now um TikTok I, never thought that, I never thought that would ever happen but we're on tiktok we i mean we still get like we've got two and a half million views and stuff like that so wow. it's, it's, a, it's a big platform yeah. but yeah you can find us pretty much anywhere and the we are now um open for the january wave so we do six waves a year january march may july september october okay um and the january wave is now open and you can join there and kick off 2023 with a bang Brilliant. What a way to start the year. Change your life. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Scott. I mean, it's been a pleasure. And yeah, sh- should we just carry on talking? <laughs> no, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. You're very, very welcome and much love. Thank you. You've been listening to the Challenger CEO podcast with your host, Karen Pollard. Follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok at The Challenger CEO or subscribe at www.karenpala.com forward slash podcast.